Okay, so this year, since tonight is Mamish like movements, Mamish Bibi Yoimis, you know, you have bonfires going on, you know, so, so, so. so uh, I want to go into just um, some of the ideas of what's the premise of Lagboima, really, you know, and there's a tremendous premise that most people are unaware of. I mean, you know. So I'll start off with a fundamental question. <clears throat> there are two people that Christ's world celebrates. <coughs> You know, tremendously. One is Rochli Menu. Think about that. She died in Yudal of Cheshvan. And people celebrate that. You know, thousands of people go to the Kedah on Yudal of Cheshvan. And that's how, the, you know, and they misspelled. It's Rochli Menu, you know, and so on. Mother of Rula, as they say, you know. And the second one that everybody celebrates is Rabshinin. Like, boy, tremendous celebration. I mean, it's got to be like, I think by now there's 200,000 people there. Quarter of a million. How much? Quarter of a million. Quarter of a million people. I mean, it's a, I remember when I went in 1965, you know, I remember I was a I slept over on the hard ground, really, you know. It's a bonfire, even then with thousands and thousands of people. People camp out there for a week, I don't know if you realize that. People, a lot, you know, a lot of people, I remember, I think Moses father, whatever. And, and there were sheep walking around, it was a ride, you know? <laughs> sheep walking around because they, they shechted the sheep, you know? And you know, I don't want to say anything else was going around, but there was a lot of stuff. It was like, you know, it was for a week, I mean, to me it looked like a circus. And they asked the loaded shine. They asked the loaded animals. It's a kidai when they stuff have. that they give off. You know, and, and, and yeah. but there was a tremendous simcha. Is, is a kidai what they have there today with the vampire? With the, to justify a massive show that's preparing for it? I don't know. I don't, I'm, anyway, I don't know. Whatever. I'm going to that. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I'll use that, too. Anyway, so, Rabbi Shimon, like I say, a quarter of a million people there. What's going on? What does Kleinsville know? Why do they do this? I mean, now, really, it's, you know, everybody goes and, you know, and so on, you know, so Rav Shimon, and it's, it's like an outing. It's like an annual outing, you know, and so on. So the real question you have is, what is this Tammach, uh, you know, an Asifa gathering that that they grabbed? Was there something much greater going on in terms of Lag Bohem and so on? We know that the Ari used to go, used to walk from Tzfas to Meron. Every like Bohemia, yeah, and he, he used to walk, you know, there was no cars, you know, in 16, uh, was it 15, uh, let's see, he was born in 1542, or something like that, he died in, in 1572. He was born in 1544, he died in 72, 38 years old. And he used to walk from there, like I said, from fast to Meron. I mean, if you walk straight, I think it's about six or seven miles. Not if you drive, obviously, and so on, you know. And uh, he used to dance with an old man. They said that was a you know. It's interesting, you know. That's the Ari. But uh, you see, there's a tremendous union. Lagboima, Rav Shimon, and so on. The question is why? What do they know that we don't do? What, what's going on here? This is the question. But what's very important to understand is whatever Klai Yisrael does, whatever the Jewish people do, whether they know why they do it or they don't, Especially when you talk about an en masse, you're not talking about four, four people. A quarter million people go there, it's like, you know, and uh, has to be, there has to be a premius to it, you know. It's like, it's like the Gemara says, in, you know, it's funny, there's a, a whole incident 
Hilev, how to become an, how to become a, a Nasi. So the ones who were in charge of Klein's school was a guy named Sarah. Anyway, it once happened that I think Shabbos, uh, what was it? Um, a Pesach fell out on Shabbos. So and you have to do it called Pesach. So what do you do? You know, you, you know, you see, you, you have to, you, call, you know, what do you do with the knife? Because with the knife you have to shecht and so on and so forth. So there's a big problem that no, they <coughs> forgot. The Bnei Basira forgot what the halacha was. You know, are they allowed to do that? You know, and so you know, and, and, and carry the knife, whatever. Um, so they forgot the halacha. You know. So, uh, so what they said was, you know, we don't remember what the halacha was. If you're allowed to carry the knife or not, but you know, let's see what the Jews do. We won't tell them, Sak. You know, and they and they wound up that they, they took the knife, put it behind the sheep, I think, behind the ears, whatever, and the sheep carried it, and so on. You know, so the Gemara says, if they are the sons of Nevi'im, which means that Kliyosfil itself can divine through what's called a collective ruach kodesh, what the real, what you really have to do, even though they don't know why. That's what means if they're not Nevi'im, so they would know the answer. B'nei Nevi'im him, you know, we come from Nevi'im, and they clearly knew the Epinius and so on. You know why? So they knew what to do. And that's exactly what happened. And so on. Anyway, so I say the same thing here. We, you know, if, if Klai Yisrael gathers by Roch Limeinu and Rabbi Shimon, then there has to be a tremendous, what's called, Epinius uh, Onok. Very deep reason. So the question is, what is that? Remember, so there's two f- huge celebrations. Rabbi Shimon is bigger, you know, maybe because it's in the, uh, whatever, you know, uh, it's Tzvass, anyway, in my own, it's Tzvass. All Galil is mystical, you know, and maybe Rochli Main was more colder then because it's more toward winter, whatever. question is what's going on. Okay. In order to understand that, you have to understand certain fundamental ideas. You have to go all the way back to Noyach. A long time ago. Noach, we know there was a marble, right? We know there was a flood and so on. What was this all about, really? You know, we know Noach was from Odom Mauritian to Noach was ten generations. Or ten generations. You want to close the door? there were ten generations, so why were there ten generations? What, what, what is going on? So the idea is, which is very interesting, <clears throat> the Russian wanted to bring a tikkun to the Priya to rectify creation in the first ten generations. Each generation would rectify one sphero. We know there are ten spheres, right? There are ten, ten elemental forces that create all reality. And he wanted to rectify it all in those ten generations. Odom failed to do it. Then you had Kain and Hevel, they failed. And then it proceeded onwards until Noach. So what the Russian wanted, Ramchal says this, he wanted to rectify Masakin in ten generations, all the spheres, and therefore bring the Ka'ula. But what happened? Instead of there being a tikkun of those ten generations, right, it was an incredible kilkul. The world, you know, by many Noach, there was Gzela, there was everything going on there. You know, it was a... I have developed there and so on and so forth. So instead of rectifying creation like the ten generations, 
they were macalcale, they damaged creation terribly, terribly so, to such an extent uh, where they made it almost impossible to be toyed. You know, you have to remember, you know, if you, if you live in a generation that's cooler, everybody's sinning, what's the probability that you're going to walk out righteous? Not, not very well. In other words, the more evil the generation, the greater is the probability that you will fail to do your job, which is do the, whatever the mitzvahs or shadow mitzvahs are, you know. And in those generations, it was so bad that they almost destroyed Bechira. Means it's true that you still have free will, but the destruction is so bad, the evil is so bad, you know, the evil is so bad that the, uh, the probability of them doing the tikkun in the tenth generation by Noah, you know, and so on, was almost nil. So the Roshim said, listen, that's it. I mean, you know, in a generation where it's hard in Bechira, it's over with. But Noach and, of course, his children, the, the righteous and so on, I will continue with them. But basically, the Roshim said, it was over with. Why is that? Okay, why is that? How much evil was there? How much? So in those days, what was interesting is if a person did chet, in other words, you know, those days it was possible for the people in that generation to destroy the world. In other words, normally a person does a chet, right? And then what happens is, well, that the whole concept of the yanika, if a person has a chet, then a sultan grows strong. If you remember the concept that the sultan takes the kedusha, if you do a sin, then he's able to take the kedusha, in other words, he's unique. He nourishes from that holiness that you would have got through the mitzvah. He takes it, and he becomes incredibly strong. Okay, that's what happens by the sudden. So, the kilko, the damage, and that's tremendous damage. And in those days, every person could misakin or makakal the bria. There was no such thing as a Jew then, we know that. It was mankind, as I mentioned before, because it was the original intent of the Bosham that the Jews not be the misakin. They are not the ones who rectified. That's only part of it. What revolution wanted is all mankind to rectify creation. You know, that's why Odin wasn't Jewish at all. He was just man, Minionushi, mankind. So therefore, what happened was, each one had the ability to do the tikkun, rectify the creation, or do the kilko, damage it, in an unlimited way, unlimited. So therefore, the revolution allowed that because it's only fear. So what happened is they brought, the, the amount of sinning that they did was so enormous, that all the kedusha that they would have brought down went to the sultan. So he was incredibly powerful, you see. So instead of the tikkun, what they did is an incredible kilko, or damage. Now if you want to know how much damage did he do, or how, many, how much kedusha, how much force was in the hands of the sultan, you know, so the Ramchal says something interesting. He says, you know, what, what was there? There was a teva the ark, right? What, what's the ratio, the volume of the ark to the volume of water on the entire planet? Enormous. That's ridiculous. You know, about, and remember, the water went over the mountains. <coughs> if you look at the ratio, the volume of this ark to the volume of water on the planet, that's how much, so the water was the tumor or the, 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 the sparks of holiness, whatever, that the sultan had and the only amount that was not in the hands of the sultan was the volume of the ark. 
Yeah, but it's been incredible. I mean, whoever heard of that? You talk about a proportion that's like one in, in you know, one, one, one uh, let's say, one um, cubic uh, yard compared to 50 quadrillion cubic yards. So basically, it's not everything. So Bonjour said, in such a matzah, in such a condition, it's over with. There's no Bechira here anymore. But no, Noach did have Bechira. What? Noach exercised Bechira correctly. Yeah, he did. He was the only one, basically. It's really else. Awesome. Yeah. So therefore, the Ramchal points out in the Kines Hashem Tzavokas that that was the Kines Hashem Tzavokas. It's one of his farm. Uh, that's how much was there, which is incredible. So Bonjour therefore decided to destroy, create, destroy you know, it's all day, they, all they do is think of evil and so on. <clears throat> so Barsham decided. Now, so what do we have? We have ten generations that the Barsham wanted everybody to do righteous, and in the tenth generation, what would have happened? Then probably Noyach would have been Mashiach, and the Orishan, the Messianic light, would have descended. The Messianic light, Chochmah, would have come to the world, you see. And that would have been the end, basically. Instead, what happened? Instead, what happened? There was all this incredible Kedusha that was given over to the Sultan. So the amount of Kedusha that gave over to the Sultan was equivalent to the volume of water, and so on. Why was there a marble water? Because water is the analog of Torah. Many times you find that. Water is an analog of Torah. And there are many similarities. Just like Torah, your water is a universal solvent. It's universal, and you can't survive without it, right? Torah is universal, it's all over, and you can't survive without it, and so on. There are a tremendous amount of similarities between Torah and, uh, and, and water. But anyway, water is a physical analog of Torah. So instead of the Orishan, the Messianic light coming down, what happened, right? That Torah, that Messianic light that came down was one was in the form of water. So instead of enlightening mankind, he should kill them all. That water was the messianic light that should have come down. Except the physical analog of that water came down and wiped out the entire generation. Interesting. Comes out that the marble really is the physical analog of the Torah. That's what the marble was. The Orishan. The Orishan in its physical form, right, and it destroyed the entire planet. Interesting. Comes out, therefore, that the marble was really, should have been the Geula redemption, instead it became the destruction of mankind. That's how you begin to understand Noach. You see. Okay, everybody got that? Important distinction. It's a whole different story of Noach, obviously. You know, it's a, this is not the Noach way we learn about, you know. Classic Ramchal, you know. So it comes out that really the ten generations from Adam to Noah should have been the Geula, to be sucking everything. And they failed. So instead of failing, instead of not being the sucking, rectifying creation, they contaminated it by giving all the Kedusha that they did because of their Chatoim. They gave all the holiness that should have gone to them. They gave it to the Sultan who had incredible strength and so on. And Vashem said, enough is enough. Uh, there's not enough Kedusha to, for this place to survive. And one of the main reasons was what? Is because the Vashem said, you can destroy the whole creation. He gave man the ability 
to take away all the Kiddush and give all of it to the Sabbath. Which would mean that there's a threshold you should know. That if the, in those days, if the Sultan would acquire too much Kiddusha, too much Tikbur Sarah, proliferation of evil and so on, then that could destroy the entire world, which is exactly what the Bosham did. Fortunately for us, there was a man called Nach. You know, it would be interesting to Claire to think, what happens if there was no Nach? What happens if everybody was evil? You know, we, one could think about that. You know, what, 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 what would the Rebbe have done? Wiped out everything and start all over again with a new Adam Rishon? You say Noach was a, was a breed that the Rebbe created to take an idea. Just like he created Avram. But remember, he Noach, created he Well, yeah, but what he did... But Esau was supposed to also be an Avram. Yeah, I mean, remember, in the end they all had Bechira. I mean, no, God doesn't force them to be tzaddikim. Uh, he probably, but what the Rebbe probably did, is like, why didn't he put the Nisham of Avram into Adam Rishon? You ever want to think about that? And then, Odom Rishon, a.k.a. Avram Avinu, wouldn't have done the Chet, and Odom would have brought Bin Bin Shiach, and that's, you wouldn't need all this 5,773 years of we have to go through all this uh, goals and all that. But the Russian didn't want to do it. These are among the mysteries of creation. Why doesn't the Russian do things like Because the Russian knows that the Nishama of Avram will not be Chaytei, will not sin. So why don't you take that Nisham and put him in the beginning and you avoid this the whole uh, you know this whole uh, journey of trying to do the tikkun? These are among the mysteries of creation, you know, and so on. Anyway, you know, because the Russian knows the future and he knows that that what? That Odin is gonna sin. Because it's Odin with that Nishama. So just put somebody else who you know won't sin. Anyway, that's among the many mysteries of creation and so on. And anyway. Anyway, so, the, 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 so this is what happened, basically, by Noach. Okay? So therefore, when the Barsham said, and he, after the, the, the marble, that's why it says, V'niftuchu, what? Arubas HaShemayim, the windows of heaven, and the Mayonas Tarim, you see. That was the Orishan, so the physical, I don't know, the Orishan pouring out that destroyed the world. So it was the very thing that they should have brought destroyed them. Interesting. So what did Moshem do? So Moshem said, after Noach, after he came out of the table and all that, he said, I will no longer destroy the world. You know? And um, I will no longer destroy the world. And he made the rainbow. You know, the rainbow is a sign. Uh, I think that's where the arrow, you know, the bow, one of these bows and arrows come from. You know? I, if you think about it, a rainbow, is really a bow. Uh, a bow. You know, but, the, but, but normally uh, there's a peace gesture where the bow is turned toward you, so that means you won't turn it to a person. That's a peace gesture, interesting, you know. So the bow is turned toward the Bershom. You know what I'm saying? It goes like that, right? It doesn't go like this. So the bow, the rainbow, is turned toward the Bershom. So that means that, that's Bershom's physical symbol that he will not destroy the entire world through again. It'd be through water or whatever, and that was, of course, a mistake that Pari made. You know, oh, Gavajim won't destroy the world with water, so we can kill the Jews in water. That it, but he reasoned falsely, because Gavajim won't destroy the entire world through water, or again. But he could destroy one nation. That was his mistake. Do we know why Hashem said that he's not going to destroy the world again? Well, because he wants mankind to continue. So what Gavajim did, what does that mean? So there's a Rashi, very interesting Rashi. The Rashi says, that the Russian swore, in that sense, that he will no longer bring Chushech and Ibud, which is interesting, to the world. 
So what that means is that the Muslim said, I will no longer allow mankind to shut the door where all the holiness is given to the sun. So, so therefore there's a threshold that guarantees the world can survive. There's a threshold. Mankind can only give, let's say, 90% of the Kedusha to the sun. 10% is out of their control. So therefore there's a guarantee that they cannot destroy the world, even through their sins. So technically, even though they can be bircha, to be evil, but they can't destroy the world because they cannot give the certain, let's say, more than 90% of the Kedusha. You see, so therefore, then there's always a mockum for Bechira, and so on. So that's the guarantee that, you know, that the Roshim said, I will no longer bring darkness and evil destruction. How? By not allowing them this transference process where all this Kedusha Go to the sudden. There's a limit. It doesn't go. You, can't, you cannot transfer it, no matter how bad you are. I mean, today they say that today Neuch, the generation of Neuch would be embarrassed about what's going on today. That's what they say. It's very likely, you know. It's like they say even a sailor would blush, you know. And then, you know, it's, we're not talking about tzaddikim, we're talking about sailors, you know. Uh, that's no slur against the navy, of course. But anyway. So, um, because this generation is really, it's for the pits and it's cool, but the, I am you know, tremendously afraid of this generation, because they're playing around, they don't realize, you know, it's important, important to say, they are playing around, they are tempting the version. How? Because what destroyed, what was the ultimate sin that destroyed the world? Mishkav Zohar, homosexuality. That was it. Shinoimim. You know, everybody was with everybody else. It was no longer man and woman. It was man and man, all this kind of stuff. That's Shinemin. Even the animals were not doing it anymore. Did you say it was Geneva? It was a whole bunch of things, but one of the important things was Shinemin. It's homosexuality and so on, you know. Whatever they call it, same-sex marriages and so on and so on. So Muslim said, enough is enough. Because you guys won't even propagate. It's ridiculous. There's nothing left, you know. What's happening now? Homosexuality. And one state after the other, now they are legally sanctioning. You know, it's one thing if there's closet stuff, you know, but they are legally sanctioning this. Morris says three things going and don't do. One is they don't write a star. They don't write a star and this comes up, and nowadays they do. Yeah, of course, yeah. And I'll tell you something very interesting, which is a Sudifam and Enichanami. You know, where, where was the first marble? People don't understand this. Katrina. Was Katrina? It's a mini marble. Why? So I, I, I remember in, in when it hit, was it 2005 Katrina? So I wasn't sure what's going on, you know. And then I, I saw something. Well, I, 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 you know, I was just stunned because the storm hit. Katrina hit on Monday. Then on Tuesday it went over the levees, you know, and drowned the whole city. Why? And what, I was very bothered because Katrina isn't just a hurricane. It was a mini marble. It's a marble. That's exactly what it was. Except it wasn't the marble that destroyed the earth. It destroyed the city, and so on. But the Russian doesn't do that. He doesn't. He doesn't destroy cities. You know, you saw a little section here and there. Sandy. What was Sandy? A marble. Don't you see what's happening? First there was a city. Now it's the whole East Coast. It's moving up, and these fools. The American fools don't understand what's about them. I, I'm tremendously afraid of earthquakes in California. 
Because as you show me, when somebody went over to Eliyahu Novi and he asked them, why the earthquakes? Interesting, it's Yushami. The guy who the uh, tunnel was on murder. Anyway, well, he asked Eliyahu Novi. I mean, he's a guy to ask, right? Why the earthquake? Well, Lomani is Dazeel Horus. Why? You know what Eliyahu answered him? Mishkav And we know there's a major San Andreas fault that goes down California. Pachad Neira. And uh, this stuff is coming out of California. I mean, it's all over the world. But they, they, they have no idea what they're, what they're, they're playing around with the same thing that destroyed. Uh, oh, I forgot to tell you. So Katrina, so I read, is that Wednesday, that Wednesday, New Orleans has a holiday called Southern Decadence Day. By the title alone, you can figure out what's going on. It's where everything in New Orleans is mutta. That means there's open sexual activity, homosexuality, whatever, goes and the police officers look away. That's called Sudden Decadence Day. So it comes out that Wednesday was a holiday for what? For Shinoi for Mishkav homosexuality. It's beyond belief, you know? And that was legally sanctioned and that was supposed to be on Wednesday. So in came the storm on Monday, went over the levees Tuesday, Flatten the city. Guess what? They didn't have Southern Decadence Day. And nobody mentioned it. Nobody, which is astounding. I remember when I saw that. I said, it's incredible. Here it is. The, what the Bunchum said is, oh no, you guys are not going to do this. I'm going to wipe you guys out with the same thing that he wiped out the Bream, the whole world, in the days of Noah. It's un un unbelievable. It's incredible. Nobody sees this. So that was Katrina. But of course, America doesn't wake up. So along comes Sandy. And Sandy did a number, not on a city. Sandy wiped out the, the East Coast, all the way from Florida up to New Jersey, really got it, and New York, because, and they, you know, all the way up to Boston and so on, because what's happening? Because Mishkav Zacha, same thing. It's incredible when you think about that. So I'm very concerned about what's about to happen. You know, so Bershom gives them, you know, there's a respite, you know, okay. Let's see if you guys get it, you know. But I'm very worried. America, something is going to happen. And you know, I, f I felt also even before Katrina, uh, not Katrina, I felt even before Sandy that something is going to happen bad, really bad. And it did with Sandy. But if there's I, a I trend, had the same if society has a trend, like we've already said, that things are happening and people don't wake up, does Hashem send, give them the cycle to understand what's going on? Because there's, there's a wave going now that people are like, <laughs> It's one state after the other. The question is, and the big thing, you know, right now, I don't know if you know it, but it's, I think it's in front of the Supreme Court. I think now this issue of, of, of the same-sex marriages is in front of the Supreme Court. If that Supreme Court matters it, then it becomes the law of the land. You know, what would I advise? Move. Move. Get out of America. Because America is going to be hit with something you never even thought about. What makes this virus so bad compared to other virus? I mean, there are many virus. Well, the, 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 the number one, first of all, the Chayav Misa. There's many other virus. What? There are many other virus. But this seems to be, this, to be singled out. You know why? Because if there's Mishkav Zohar, that's the end of mankind. There's no reproduction going on. And now that, you should know what, which is also very important. Thank you. I really want to get to like Burma, but anyway. 
You should know one thing. The danger of all of this, you should know, when a person is born, fundamentally, he's, he doesn't have an orientation toward the, uh, the, the other sex. He's bi, sexual. When a person's born, a person is bisexual, he's, he can go either way when he's born. But in society, he learns to address his drive to one way, a heterosexuality, you see. It's an important concept. How do we see this is true? Because all the Greeks were homosexuals. How can I, you can have one guy, but how do you have the whole nation? And the answer is because that's a tevado. Because what happened is they're born where they go either way. And Greek culture looked down at being with a woman. They looked down at it. In fact, I don't even get what, what the Greeks did. There was Shrekelchi and so on, you know? They, they admired the human form. That's why there's so many naked statues in Greece and so on, you know? So, so therefore, um, as a result of that, also a person, so therefore, if that's an alternative lifestyle, so people who would never become that now say, well, why not? What keeps a person straight? The answer is the society, because society does not condone it. They forbid it. They look down at it. It's morally, you know, uh, forbidden and so on, you know? So therefore, a person will orient himself in a normal way toward what's called heterosexuality, not homosexuality. But what happens if you go into a society, right, that it's okay? It's called a legitimate alternative lifestyle, you see? When you see guys walking down the street, two men hand in hand. You know what I'm saying? Which you, you're already seeing. You know what I'm saying? Or, or two women or whatever. That's the end of the men. It's the end of it. And not only that, it's going to corrupt everybody. Because the, 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 the obstacle of against homosexuality is removed. It's the problem because now it's a legitimate alternative lifestyle. And abortion will not have that because that's the end of society. You think about that. The end of the kingdom of the Bria. You know, guys do chaturim. It's one thing. You know, usually it's individual. And even if it's public, it doesn't threaten the existence of mankind. This does. And that, that, that's what's called a red line. Even by the version, it's called a red line. And it will destroy, you know, without, without mercy. You see with Sandy? Sandy was incredible. And, you know, and, and, and it's just when Sandy came ashore, he came ashore just south of Atlantic City, which is an interesting place altogether, right? And it wasn't supposed to, because most of the time these things go out to sea. Instead, it veered left. Oh, scary! It veered it. left, went over New Jersey into New York. The map showed no. The map showed it. It's like usually hurricanes have a very broad. Sweep. Yeah. This one had a broad sweep, then went wham right into New yeah, York. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's of course minutes long. Again, it's Katrina, getting closer. Very bad news and so on. You know. Anyway, this is what happened. So therefore, uh, it's very, very worrisome. You know, based on these ideas. But in any case, so therefore, this was supposed to be the Gula. Okay. In any case, now, the important idea by Noach is when did this happen? When? So the Torah says that on the 18th day, it started on the 17th, but went into the 18th. The first day was 17th, 18th of the second month, the Torah says. In the second month, the 18th day of the second month, Niftechu, Mayonis, and so on and so forth, right? That's when it happened. So what I'm saying is that the Orishan should have come down. In the 18th of Cheshvan, that was the day of the Orishan, if you think about that. 
Right? Everybody follow me? Because that was the day of Gula. So instead it became water. Yes? But was it really supposed to come down on the 18th? No. Was the cone supposed to come down on the 11th? Why, why didn't the marble happen on the 11th? Because Mr. Shalach died. So in honor of Mr. Shalach, the Mojim waited seven days. So it comes out that the 11th day of Cheshvan, Yud Al of Cheshvan, yes, is the day of Geula. Interesting, isn't it? So instead it came down on the 18th because of the death of Mr. Shalach. The Mojim didn't want to stare, he didn't want to interrupt the Shiva. Shows who Mr. Shalach was, you know. The longest living person, like 969 years, but he was a Mojim Tzadik, obviously, and so on, you know. <clears throat> and then, so therefore comes out that not the 18th, but the 11th is the day of redemption, which is interesting. And on that day, Rochel died. And when she died, what did she do? Right? She died in the very spot that hundreds of years later, right? Kaisro, right? Nebuchadnezzar would destroy the base of English, and they would, on their way to Babylon, because that's what he did, they would pass by her kever, right? And they would pray at her gravesite. And she would stand in front of the Roshan, that Rachel saved. She's the one who redeemed Israel. It's incredible because of her source. You know, and there's an incredible medrash where the medrash says that the Jews were going into Gullahs. And they were supposed to be in Gullahs for years. That was it. So they all prayed in front of a Keva because she was buried in the very place strategically that they were going to pass. You see, that's why she died. And when did she die? In the 11th day of Cheshvan, which is interesting. So they went and they prayed to her and so on, that she should be a maid Yerusha. She should be a lawyer, an advocate for them. So she appeared in front of Barsham. So, so it says in the Medrash, incredible Medrash, where everybody was trying to get the Jews that the Goas should not last for, you know, for thousands of years. So you had Avram, Yitzhak, Yaakov. It was a who's who in Jewry that were trying to annul the decree. That okay, let me go and go, but not for a thousand years. So none of them, all of them failed. Interesting. They all failed. Uh, and so on. So finally, Rochum appears before the Russia. Famous story. So Rochum of Vakom she came, and she gave him a, she gave a taina, and that taina won. So that's why the Russian says, let your tears be diminished, because they will come back to their land. The question is, what she say? And the answer is that everybody wanted to depend on this schus, the merit. And it's based on this merit, you have to save them and so on. Rachel said, no, I, we have no merits for this. Okay, so then why? Because she said, listen, you know, Yaakov wanted to marry me, but I realized that my sister was doomed to be the wife of Esau, or, you know, and, and she's gone, she's out. So what I did is I gave the, so Yaakov gave me a password, because he knew that Lovin would try to switch. So he gave me a password, and I gave that password to my sister, Leah, you see. And therefore Yaakov thought that Leah was a very Rachel. So therefore Leah became one of the mothers of Israel, right? Ah, so Rachel says, I didn't have to do that. It's no mitzvah. Not only that, I endangered myself. Because imagine you want to marry a girl and that girl switches with some other woman, her sister, right? You'd say to the girl, get out. You're, you're actually part of the conspiracy. You're part of the conspiracy to do what? That I, you should wind up marrying somebody else? So she endangered her entire status as an Ain Israel. 
as a mother, a matriarch of Israel. She didn't have to do it. So therefore she said, I went in I didn't have to do this. I went beyond the measure of justice, you see. So therefore, even if Kleinsville doesn't deserve to be redeemed, you also should go beyond the measure of justice and redeem him anyway. And that one, because Satina was go beyond the measure of justice. It's true that in terms of justice, they're finished. So all the other people tainted through justice, and the Bosham said, I'm sorry, they, had, they deserve this, for whatever reason. But she said, no, you know, I was not jealous of my sister, I jeopardized my entire standing in the Jewish people, right, for, for my sister Leah. I went to finish this, I did, I went beyond the measure of justice, and that's because you also go, even if they deserve it, go beyond. And the Bosham said, you're right, I will do it. So she single-handedly reduced the amount of exile that the Jews would have had maybe for 2,000 years or whatever to 70 years. Unbelievable. And when did she die? Yudah Cheshman, which is the day of the Orishan. Because she redeemed Christ, which is the Gula, you see. And in general, the, the Rochel and Yosef, and these people anyway have connection with Sheikh and Yosef. Sheikh and Yosef is always giving up Messias Nefesh to help the Jews. Yosef went to Egypt, and Moshe Rabbeinu is buried in Chutzlos. And she, she's buried, Rachel's not even buried with the Amoris. She's buried alone on the way. Why? Because she's in the Klippa. Her being apart from Kleinsville, apart from Yaakov, is that his Neshama, her Neshama suffers, and that suffering is a Kapora for Kleinsville. Therefore, you're all of Cheshman. So you begin to see that it's a, it's a, 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 a tremendous um, uh, day of Gula. Okay, we got that? So Klein Smith realized that. That Rachel Imenu, she could pull it off. She can get us out of the Gullahs. So therefore, on that, Yulav Cheshman, she died, and she talked to redeem Klein Smith from Gullahs. So they go to her because they intuitively realized that the hands of Gula, right, or the ability to end the exile is in her hands. Interesting. That's why Klein Smith goes to Rachel. See? I, it's interesting. I, in a certain way, feel attached to that because my birthday is Yudal Cheshvan, which is interesting, yeah. So I, I see it as an attachment that I, I can understand Rochel's passion to Redeemer, you know, and so on. Anyway, now, what is that? Okay, so that we understand Rochel Imenu, right? What about Rab Shimon? What about Rab Shimon Yechoi? Oh, so there's a machlokas between Rabbi Eliezer and Rabbi Yeshua. When, did the, when was the world created? Right? So Rabbi Eliezer holds the world was created in Tishrei, right? Right? Out of Tishrei, it was created, all the, the world was made, created on the 25th day of Elul, and all the mission was made on the first day of Tishrei, that's when it was made. But Yeshua says, no. Nisan, that's when it was. So the world was created on the 25th day of Adol, and the first of Nisan, that's when it was created. So, the, the, the Torah only says, but it refers to Noach, what? It refers to Noach, it says, in the 18th day of what? Of the second month. Well, according to Rabbi Yehazah, the 18th day of the second month is Cheshvan. But according to Rabbi Yeshua, when is the 18th day of the second month? Lagbaimah. That's when it is. And Rabbi Shimon died on Lagbaimah. Why? Because what happened on the 18th day? The Orishan came down as its physical analog, as what? As water. But Rabbi Shimon did what? He revealed the Zoya, which is the Orishan which is really the beginning, the surface of the origin, you see? So he was massacring that, 
And that's why he died on the very day that the marble came down, which is the old Rishon, but then it came down as water. When he died, so he died on the 33rd day of the Oymah, right, to illustrate that he revealed to the world the beginning of the old Rishon, which is the Zoya, you see. So he dies on that day, right, which is, and his main contribution was the Zoya, which is the surface of the old Rishon. So he dies on that day that what came down, not the water, what came down on that day is the Orishim. That's why he dies on the 33rd. So again, that's the Gula. Rabbi Shimon was the maschil, the haschol of the Gula, by introducing the Zoya, the Kabbalah itself. Amazing. So, 18th of Cheshvan, 18th of the second month, which is Nisan Iyo, right? So the 18th day of Iyo is Lagboyma, you see. So therefore, Kaiser intuitively knows that what? that Rabbi Shimon also has a hand in the Gula process. So they all gather Rabbi Shimon, even though they don't know. Because Rochel and Rabbi Shimon are tied to the Messianic process, you see. And what do you see, what's one of the proofs of that? Is the Gemara says that in the days of Rabbi Shimon, there was no rainbow in Eretz Israel. No rainbow. And we know, because the rainbow is supposed to be the sign that stops the Rosham, reminds him, so to speak, not to destroy the world, so since Rabbi Shimon was Masakin, rectified that, no need for the rainbow. You don't need a rainbow. Because the Russian doesn't have to be reminded, because the beginning of the Messianic process, the Zoya, began, right? So therefore, there's no need for the rainbow, and therefore in the generation of Rabbi Shimon, when he lived, there was no rainbow. Interesting. You know, at least in Eretz there was no rainbow for his entire life. That's astounding, isn't it? You see. So therefore, Kaiser intuitively knows what? That Rochel Imenu on Yudah Cheshvan and Rab Shimon, unlike Boimer, these people have Shaykh's connection to the redemption itself. So Kaiser goes to them to pray, you know. So that's why you have this like Boimer, we have probably a quarter of a million people in the like Boimer. And what, what do they like? What goes on there? What goes on there? Bonfires. What's the fire symbol of? The old mission. Right? It's like Kaiser knows intuitively when to go, who to go, and what to do. Do they know? Probably not. But they intuitively, because they're, if they're not prophets, they are the children of prophets. So therefore they know what to do. Interesting. So isn't why, it? Why, do we, why do we sing the praises of, a, of, a, of an Adam, of a man? Usually we all focus all our tefillas and all, not tefillas, but all our praises to that Baruch No, no, no. We, it's not that we don't pray. We don't pray to the man. We pray that he should be a minute yosha. He should be a good advocate for us. Because clearly, you know, he's the one who introduced the Orishan surface. And Rachel is one who got him out I mean, that, that's... Fundamentally, those are the redemption, part of the redemption. But the process. songs are all like how great he was. He was. So he I'm was. just saying, why, why, are, we, why are we singing his man. praises? Was, that may be, why are we singing his praises? Because of what he did. You know, the average guy can't do that. I mean, you he said like when was Yudches? Yudahalov. Yud, well, Yudahalov then. But he, but, but it's, like, it's, it's like the theoretical was Yudahalov. The actual was Yudches because of Mr. Yudahalov's death. And so, that transfers to that. That same chesed transfers. Transfers him, yeah. Which is interesting, if you think about it, right? Every month has some type of a Jewish holiday, yes? Except Cheshvan, right? Cheshvan, the month of Cheshvan has nothing. In fact, that's why you call it Mar Cheshvan. Mar means bitter. 
that Cheshul is the only month that has nothing Jewish about it. Why? Because Yudah of Cheshul is the day of the origin. So it almost sounds like that when the Mashiach comes, right? Yudah of Cheshul, right? When the Mashiach comes, that Cheshul will have the greatest holiday of all. Because of the Schusvi, because that Yudah of Cheshul is the day of the origin. It's interesting. And therefore, since Echezbo will capture the Jewish spirit, the greatest Kedusha doesn't need any holiday now. Everybody else needs a holiday to spark up the Kedusha. Echezbo will outshine them all. There are two days that will outshine everybody. What are they? Yudal Echezbo and Tishabov. Because the Gemara says that Mashiach is born on Tishabov. Does that mean he's born on Tishabov? No. But what it means is that if you observe Tishabov, the schus will give rise to the Mashiach. So it's the observance of Tishabov that makes Mashiach born, and so on. But those two days, Tishabov will be a yomtev, incredible yomtev. Will be nepach, you know, from uh, Simcha, yodim to Simcha, and Yudan Cheshvan. So therefore, this is the concept of why Kleinsville celebrates. Uh, you know, Yudal Cheshvan, Rokhli Menu, and also uh, Rav Shimon, which is interesting. Like I say, it's the bonfires. That's the aura. Automatically they do. They go to the right person on the right day with the right avoida, which is they light fires, all places like just burning, you know, all that, all that stuff, you know. So this is the penis. You know, I know something that's hardly known, you know. So if you guys ever go to Lag Boima, to Merom, you know exactly what you're doing. You see, it's interesting. You know, of, of, uh, of uh, it's fine, interesting that clients will always seem to do the right thing. Even if they don't know why they're doing it, you know. But uh, I always find that to be very interesting. Anyway, that's Lag Boima. Yeah. Okay, again, I mean, so what I'd like to do is... Children, they don't do this kind of stuff, you know. Although I don't know if it's true, I mean, there's a lot of literature that go to Merlon, you know. Yeah, they go. I mean, you know, by now, anyway, there's so many Svaldim and Shnazim and literature and procedure. They're all there, you know. It's thousands and tens, what is it, a quarter of a million people? Incredible amount, you know. You know. I find the problem is, is that the whole area is very small. You imagine a quarter million people packed into that place. Yeah, so it's really, you can't even feel that. You ever, you ever, you ever been to Maronia? Once. Once? I no, I can't. Yeah, they're, they're having a bigger problem this year. It's well, security. Not, fire. No, Who? Fire problems. It's very dry there right now. Uh, they, 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 they say they're really worried about fires. I mean, all you need is one spark to ignite the whole place. Yeah, it's very important. You mean there was no rain? There was. Well, that's, yeah. But it's also security. Look what this crazy guy did with the Boston. Shigana guy. Unbelievable, you know. Islam is the only religion in the world that will do this. That will kill innocent people because they don't believe in their machine and their, their stuff. There's no religion on earth that will do that. But, you know, it's just incredible what this guy did. But in a certain sense, I believe it's media connected media. The Bosham says to, to America, 
especially with you know what Obama's doing. Is this being important? Well,